follow us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator. My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator. We want to learn more about ourselves. I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm, cu- I'm curious. And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo. Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows. Okay, so you were born in... 1962. 1962. How long have you lived in Portland? Since 1973. What year did Larry Flint and you interact in that way? Uh, Our very special moment would have been in uh, (laughs) 1990. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was busy in the 90s. So Exotic Magazine, and we've mentioned it before, Jen's familiar with it, obviously, having worked in this industry as a stripper for 10 years. Um, I'm familiar with it because I wrote for them for five. You were going to say something, Jen? Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to add in that it's our local our local industry mag. Yeah, it's our local industry yeah. magazine. Um, one of the owners of the clubs where we work founded the magazine but hasn't owned it since, I think, 2009. So it's been under different ownership so you were writing for it in the 90s. Right. Just as it started really expanding. And back then it had a ton of articles and it was black and white. Right? It's I- true. We had cover. So we're in color. <laughs> and some of the ads were in color. Okay. If I recall. That's so quaint. Yes. Yeah. I caught a copy. Um, I, I saw a copy. I didn't get to take it with me of an older one. And I think it was from the year 2000 and it was thicker and it was black and white and there were a ton of articles in there and way more red pages ads. You mean like the The escort escort ads? Oh, yeah. They were the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. I I mean, I wonder how that's doing because I have not actually cracked a copy of Exotic real recently, but (laughs) since the back page situation, I wonder how the pullout section's doing. You know, it's it's about one page. Mm -hmm. I looked at it a month ago, and it's really interesting because a lot of those ads are the same stock photo and ad as they were 10 years ago. (laughs) So I think whoever's very established in the industry wasn't impacted, surprise, surprise, by any FOSTA-SESTA stuff. So let's talk about your own venue ownership and management of Catalyst. What kind of events do you guys have there? Well. So what are some things like you have coming up? Well, every Friday we have Naughty Karaoke, which we say is karaoke as naughty as you want to be. Oh. So the main area has karaoke and the dungeon is available for play and sometimes the two mix. Mm -hmm. We have people come out and do karaoke while tied up or getting a blowjob. Wow. Just as one does when one is relaxing in one's living room with a dungeon. I do not find karaoke relaxing at all. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I'm kink shaming right now. I'm karaoke kink shaming. So that's fun. So that's every Friday. Um, Today we have, um, uh, it's a Sunday as we speak, Mm -hmm. and we have Masters and Slaves together. It's a 
support and social meeting that happens each month for those in the dominant submissive master slave uh, dynamic. Every Saturday, there's uh, a big party of some sort. Last night, we had Honey Femme's uh, birthday party and weather title holder fundraiser, mm. which was a play party um, with a more specifically queer dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, next month on our third uh, Saturday, we'll be having Squish, which we're hoping will become our quarterly BBW BHM party. That's that's amazing. The Sunday thing. So between the the doms and the subs you said yes what is that again that's a Uh, it's called mast masters and slaves together is what it stands for Uh, and what's the function of the group like what to provide support peer support um so like informal community like not counseling but like discussion yeah you could come in and say okay we're having an issue with this particular dynamic in our relationship and have other people had the same problem or do you have any suggestions or that's really cool to to celebrate an anniversary perhaps of of a collaring or um hmm. you know special attainment of a of a level or something god there's so many people listening around the country and the world actually right now that are like why don't they have these kinds of places where i live <laughs> politics it's because of the local politics yes, in your area because there are people like ted cruz who don't think you have a right to touch your own body however you wish mm. and they did, like to litigate that did you hear the quote from his uh, college roommate that was like says that that's a new what happened a new development is he perhaps a more of a fervent practitioner <laughs> than he likes to leave yes yeah one of uh, ted cruz's uh college roommates been really vo- uh vocal about just dragging ted and was uh yeah i was saying that i guess implying that ted definitely liked to touch himself throughout he was a heavy masturbator yeah oh, oh a hypocrite surprise. that's so strange <laughs> i'm like i'm a heavy masturbator but Obviously, I couldn't really be shamed for that at this point. So poor Ted, because that's one of those things where you're like, no, I never masturbate. Come on. All those babies wasted. I know. What a bust. So how did you, I mean, how did you kind of come up into this environment where it's your life? What's a nice girl like me doing at a place mm-hmm. like this? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, where do you start? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I, mean, I get that question a lot. So once in a while, I'm like, I'm just going to be that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things that probably started in childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you ask, do you want your daughter to grow up to be a stripper? Well, you know, what kind of a stripper is she going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what you are, be a good one. That's right. Um, I've had people say to me, you know, you're such a good writer. You're so talented. You're so smart. Why do you, uh, why do you do this kind of work? Why don't you get a real job? And I just feel that people sell their sexuality, uh, short. They, they seem to expect their dancers to be surly and their porn to be inferior and their sex to be unsatisfying. Hmm. Uh, so early on, I sort of developed an interest in that not being the case, uh, before I got married the first time, for I tried marriage on for size and found mm-hmm. it didn't fit very well. How many times have you tried it on? I've tried it on twice. Twice. Okay, Jen's yes. never been married. Never oh. married. Well, we did it for you so that the odds, you know, have <laughs> right. to even go there if you don't want to. From what I've seen, I'll pass. <laughs> That's how I feel. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. 
Everybody needs a starter marriage, apparently. <laughs> um, well, my starter marriage brought home a copy of, here's a blast from the past, ladies and gentlemen, the TNA Times. What is that? <gasps> you don't know the TNA Times? No. You don't know about the battle in the 90s between the TNA Times and Exotic Magazine? No. Oh, the porn. Regale us, please. Yes. Uh, it was a tabloid-style adult publication no. that focused on the... The clubs and the the shops and uh, Phil and Frank just went at it tooth and nail. For, Who's Phil? You know, uh, Phil, what was his last name? Um, we might have to beep it anyway. But, yeah, he's no longer in the biz. But I don't he even was know. TNA. He was TNA Times, which he insisted meant travel and entertainment or <sighs> travel and adventure. Okay, not uh, tits and ass. No, and Frank no. is the person we mentioned before who started the magazine, sold exotic. it in yeah, yeah exotic, and then now co-owns the clubs where. One of the ones where I dance, one of the ones where you dance or have danced, Jen. So it's all very incestuous here. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, much. but we don't know about Phil. So so I, Phil I started a greasy in, mag. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was. I mean, a tabloid. Come on, that's mean. Yeah, and he was not a, a big fan of the dancers, in my opinion. I don't think he actually liked women very much. Hmm. Um, but he did get me started because uh, I called and said, your magazine needs a copy editor. Would you like one? And that quickly became writing for uh, the publication. And then it was spying on Frank uh, with that newfangled <laughs> BBS bulletin board computery thing. What? And so I went on uh, Frank's new bulletin board at the time, and he thought I was someone that he had dated and pulled me into chat and found out I was Dark Lady and asked if I'd like to be the editor of Exotic. So I, of course, said yes, mm -hmm. uh, not knowing what I was getting into. <sighs> Which was great. I loved what I was getting into. So you were the editor for yes. Exotic. From what years? For, ooh, I, you know, I need to get my own magazines out and figure <laughs> that out. I think it's from 93 to 96 or okay. 94 to 97, something like that. Okay, so a few years. Yeah, so three, I believe. Huh, that's really interesting. And then uh when... Um, the magazine kind of became enamored of Jim Goad. I decided that perhaps I should explore some other alternatives for my more feminist-minded writing. Yeah. For, for listeners that might not know who Jim Goad is, he's kind of, I don't know, I would almost call him like an alt-right provocateur. Oh, at yeah. this point. Now, like that's, yeah. um, and even back then, um, he was... I, I say edgy in air quotation marks like I would like you know, edgy for a white guy ed, well yeah, he had answer like, me magazine answer me mag which had the infamous the rape, rape, rape board game that came yeah. with it and there's um I think he did time for beating up some kind his of domestic violence girlfriend. Yeah, yeah he had a girlfriend and he I guess socked her in the eye and broke yeah. her, like eye broke her eye socket and, yeah yeah, yeah but, from what I've heard, she had it coming. And so. it sounds like he uh, <laughs> he had a long, long time ago. I read his book Shit Agnet, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, and it seems like he had this awful, like, kind of emotionally abusive relationship with Debbie. I believe yes, her his name wife. Was. So yeah. this guy was sounds like a douche. Let's not spend a whole lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's no, that's but exotic went through its Jim Goad phase. How those yeah. men, I don't know, I feel like men like that are always somehow they're disdainful of women yet attracted to industries yep. where they can make money off of them. Oh, well, of course. So, and yeah. 
it's really frustrating. I actually, the reason I got fired from the magazine was because too many of the advertise, advertisers, which is big money clubs, complained about my feminist views. Mm. So, and that was fine. <laughs> I was, I was, I had a good, I had a good run there. And the interesting thing about spending my time there, and Teresa, I don't know if this was the case for you, but as one of my female friends pointed out recently, I appeal to hetero men in a way that I can appeal to their feminism because I know how to talk to men. So I've had a lot of men say that they read my articles in that magazine and it really helped inform their views on women. Absolutely. And that was why I was there. You know, it definitely wasn't the tiny, tiny paychecks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mind is just blown that like the sex industry in Portland was large enough to support two magazines print this was print and then there was three at one point pre-internet that's fucking mind-blowing pre-internet because remember when uh, chris left and started his own magazine competing with Mm -mm. exotic what mag what magazine was that oh well it's no longer around um i don't remember that's okay and then uh so three dueling hetero white dudes yeah and then also, Fabulous. maybe this is totally off topic, but wasn't, you know, I, before I moved to Portland, I remember there being like, there's kind of a bit of a like legendaries knowing of this legendary stripper culture up here. And there was yes. Spread magazine. It wasn't Spread. Spread, spread is great. Here. Spread. I have Spread's book and that was okay. by and for sex workers that might have started up here. I actually I, don't know. I think I feel like it did. But yeah, I might be wrong. Yeah, spread is good. So you're not thinking about dancing? Oh, no, 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 no. Not okay, spread. I am me. thinking about dancing. Okay, oh, you are my thinking bad. about dancing. Yeah, yes, okay. that, that's actually what I'm thinking of. So that was before scratch. my time, too. Yep, that was um, happening when I was editor with Teresa Dulce and um, Mona Superhero. And oh, yeah, Mona Superhero is the local really artist, too. Yeah, cool. she's still doing art. Mm-hmm. So it was a very feminist-friendly culture at the, at the time. I don't... I hope it's still that way to some extent now. I mean, Magic Garden was such a bastion for feminist dancers. Magic Garden is the strip club that closed a f- couple years ago, four In or five years town. ago. Yeah. So we've talked about old Portland a little bit. Um, I'm interested because everything, I mean, obviously we're modernizing everywhere. We're, we're not going backwards. So we have a lot of new, new Portlanders who are young, hip, affluent, Uh, a lot from Southern California, New York. Um, It's changed the landscape of the strip clubs drastically because you have more people who want to haggle with you or are not familiar with like the consent and boundaries that usually take place in our adult venues. Aren't familiar with the fact that we don't get an hourly wage. Yeah. You know. Um, So I don't know if you feel like you've noticed any changing as far as the social sexual landscape of the city in over time. Besides what we were just talking about with just the magazine. Well, one of the things that was really important to me when I opened up Catalyst is that it be for 18 and above. Mm. Um, I think that it's important for the city, A, to have a a venue that doesn't have alcohol available Mm -hmm. um, just so that that exists as an option. Um, And I think that there are a lot of people in the 18 to 21 Uh, demographic that are just not being served it's like suddenly they're supposed to be able to drink alcohol and know how to behave in a strip club or at a sex club or something like that and that's that's very unreasonable Mm -hmm. so uh, we've 
we've really enthusiastically embraced younger people. And they are so savvy. It, it amazes me. Um, they're still, you know, we get the frat boy types or the guys who think that we're pussycats and they want to drop by for a dancer or think they can touch. But by and large, I find that there's a greater level of sophistication amongst uh, younger people at the very least. And then there are these waves of people that are about my age who are starting to reach a point where they're not satisfied with how things are. You know, their children are getting older and they've been married for a while perhaps or they're not married for a while perhaps. And so there, this is this wonderful um, blend of ages of kind of exchanging their wisdom and insights. Mm -hmm. So that's something we didn't have as much back back in the old days. This is wonderful. Well, that gives me optimism. And so much um, genderqueer culture these days. Mm -hmm. In the young ones. That's yes. true. I can see that. I yeah. think there's a real resistance to, to the traditional gender roles. And, you know, I know... Um, dancers who identify as as trans these days, mm -hmm. genderqueer. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just it's such an interesting landscape. Mm -hmm. I was giving advice actually to a fellow dancer in the daytime. We had bumped into each other, and she had asked about auditioning in a particular club. And I only see her in the daytime. I don't know what she looks like when she strips. And so my advice to her was, you got to fem it up for this place. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Oh, believe me, I do. I was like, Okay. You just, yeah, it's amazing. Huh. So, and when you do have, do you guys have like bouncers? Like I, you, I know you guys don't serve alcohol, but like a traditional club, like how, how is it? How do you how do we kind staff of police that? yourself? Yeah. Well, we keep that. somebody at the front desk uh, throughout the evening and they kind of keep an eye on folks, make sure that we're not getting the overflow from the bars or uh, whatever. And we have uh, DMs, dungeon monitors. Okay. And volunteers who just kind of keep an eye on everybody and make sure they're playing nice. We've had to hustle a few people out. Um, I think it was f this Friday uh, during Naughty Karaoke, we had to escort someone out because they grabbed one of the uh, young guests by their ass without permission. Mm. You know, and some of that is because there are so many different kinds of um, sexual experiences available now. Mm -hmm. Like every Wednesday we have a gangbang. Um, so people come to the Wednesday event and they think, oh, well, I want to check out what's happening for the rest of the week. And we tend to encourage them to do naughty karaoke. It's a nice intro event. You, mm -hmm. you get the opportunity to learn your lesson a lot better than at other events maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, occasionally we still get the person who wanders in and we need to explain to them that that big sign that says consent is sexy, ask before you touch. Oh, and what about the gangbang? Do you guys make everyone wear condoms or is that up to the people involved? We or provide like condoms okay. and uh, lube, gloves, uh, mm, dental dams, gloves. try to keep the whole thing there for folks. Um, the ladies are in charge of what happens with their bodies, and they uh, have all requested that their um, dates for the night, yeah. <laughs> uh, however long that may last, uh, that they use uh, safer sex. Attention service and sex industry workers. Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy 
and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. Passion by Kate's affirming writing, workshops, and one-on-one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy-building activities. Learn more and find hashtag freedom and pleasure at Passion by Kate. That's K-A-I-T dot com. Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flare have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flare is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. So welcome back, everyone. We're speaking with Teresa Darklady, uh, owner of Sex Positive Venue Catalyst in Portland, Oregon. I need to get out more. It's so hard with a small child mm-hmm. and co-parenting. Oh, my God. My dream <laughs> is when I have my my sexual metroplex is that we'll have adequate uh, child care facilities. Mm-hmm. Sexual so. metroplex. <laughs> How much would it cost to fund that? Can a we start, lot. Start a Patreon for that? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Especially me. in Portland, uh, when we were searching for a location, it was just amazing what wasn't available. Really? And in what terms the of prices rent? are. Well, just finding a space that was empty uh, with all of the dispensaries now purchasing available space, It uh, there's not a lot for the rest of us, even if we have traditional Mm. you know venues that we want to run and that's true. for one where people are going to get naked and spank each other and stuff mm-hmm. your options are even more narrow mm-hmm. do you think it was easier though to do because you guys don't serve alcohol i guess getting a liquor license probably would have put a new layer of complicatedness on top of that or... well what made it easy for us is that we have we're in a space that i've been called as a legacy space uh, i threw the first portland master Betathon there in fact, around uh, 2000, 2001, Whoa. and it was a pretty raw and primitive space, let me tell you. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, and was it, it a success? Uh, we didn't make any money, okay. but we had a great time. It was, <laughs> it was a crazy event. Um, that one was out of control. We had a big Rubbermaid tub full of Jones soda had, had oh my don- donated Jones soda to us. And and it was just a swamp cooler, basically, of alcohol and Jones soda being ladled out by this older trans woman. And it was, you know, you can't replicate that. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I want awesome. to make movies about the my things experiences sometimes. But... Um, and then it became a professional dungeon for quite a number of years, went through, I think, at least four pro-doms 
hands and each one of them changed it a little bit and mm -hmm. then it was sort of fallow for a while with some people living there smoking a lot of pot and blowing glass apparently but hmm. not paying rent so hmm. we stepped in at the perfect time the guy was familiar with the sex industry already um, you know it's located near other businesses so you don't have neighbors necessarily complaining right. it it just was sort of the perfect storm in my opinion I'd like more space, you know, my, my, my dream of dreams was to get like a nursing home and then have a bakery <laughs> in it and have a restaurant so it can finance itself. And as we old perverts and, and strippers get in more and more infirm, then we could have some of the rooms open up for rentals and mm -hmm. we could have lived in that ner kinky nursing home. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. That'd be so nice. I'm into that. Um, retirement home for old strippers that's right yeah cougar lounge um that's no that's the old strippers strip club that's right uh it's wheelchair accessible i know <laughs> for yeah. the strippers actually did you know that the stages at or now they had to become wheelchair accessible for the really strippers in order to up the occupancy um oh. limit back to normal all right so a long time ago the fired Department got upset. Fire marshal got upset. Fire marshal was up everyone's ass. Up all the adult business um, asses. So uh, my boss was like, "All right, well, we we'll get up to code so we can get more people back in again." And one of those things was, uh, except for the main stage, which because it was old or something that it was exempt, but the other two stages had to ha have to have a will be wheelchair accessible and have a little thing where you open them so. Why? answer with a wheelchair because but that's it, what the city says that's, because wow. that's ridiculous yeah I, I think it's something they do that just to fuck with you one of those i like, believe it oil yeah. policy yeah. has always been really good at that in mm -hmm. oregon with yeah the clubs. this is why i wouldn't want to open a brick and mortar because i don't want to be targeted for bullshit like that like right. you need your doorways to be so big in case right. any of your clients or strippers are nine feet tall you know uh, yeah, there was the other thing. Uh, they did that to Dante some years ago in Devil's Point, and it effectively killed fire dancing in the city. Mm. It was like performers, no, audience has to be at least, I think it was 25 or 50 feet away from any open flame. No, Devil's Point's so small that you're out right? the door. Yeah. So that killed a lot of industry. Um, and that's, again, why it's hard to hold these spaces in more conservative places around the country. Yes. So I mean, so many of the venues have dried up in Portland. Uh, we haven't had a master betathon in part because I haven't been able to find a space that was big enough. We were drawing in about three hundred people there at the wow. end. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happened at the master betathon? Like, did well, was there just did people masturbate everywhere, or was it? Well, only we invited Ted Cruz, and no, that <laughs> sucked the sexy out of the room. Unfortunately, uh, um, he was too busy killing people in San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah that would not make me want to rub one out either um well i was told that ours were unofficial because i uh did some things that the official masturbatathons in san francisco did not do i allowed people to touch one another mm. i think mm -hmm. that it's really important that we learn not only how our own bodies function and what gives them pleasure but also what our partners um, like to experience and this is especially useful for people with disabilities mm. I had a woman write to me at one point saying that she can't even hold a vibrator 
she has rheumatoid arthritis so bad. So she's obviously someone that would benefit from having a partner who would be willing to take the time and, and help find uh, how she enjoys to experience pleasure. I wonder if someone had to write the email for her, too. That's Aww. entirely possible. I wonder if she had a voice to text or something. Right, yeah. This was back in the days of live journal. So now it's time to take some listener questions. My partner and I have been together for a year and have been long distance until about a month ago. Okay, so the buildup to the sex was 11 months. So that's a precursor for what's about to come. Uh, Our sex is wild and both of us are deeply attracted to each other and have a really incredible connection. I've always had lots of multiple orgasms and now they're even more frequent and intense. We're loving our fun, exploratory sex life. Unfortunately, my partner's foreskin is a little too tight. It's not super severe, but he gets really sore from sex and says that it's likely from having sex relatively infrequently and with time and moderate amounts of sex, it will loosen up. However, we've been waiting until he feels better, but by that point, the buildup has been so so intense that it's hard for him to hold back and he winds up getting sore again. (laughs) Uh, We still do other things with fingers and toys, but he's getting frustrated and is considering getting circumcised even though he doesn't want to, and I love his uncut dick. Um, I'm wondering, are there any things we could do to loosen up the foreskin before resorting to that? And lastly, what kind of doctor would we even consult for an adult circumcision anyway? So you would go to a urologist if you're an adult. Otherwise, if you're a child, it's the pediatrician or an OBGYN. Um, Like how sore are we talking here? I have, I don't have a dick, so I have no idea what what this might feel like. Before, when I was pregnant, my doctor told me and husband, um, in order to prep for birth, it's a great idea to start trying to stretch out your vagina now. So, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. We ended up, I would rest with my Hitachi and he would finger me, but like adding special pressure to the outer side, like near to my anus. Cause that's the part that stretches more. That's the part that tends to tear or get cut. And this was in prep to give birth, which is also why you have contractions anyway, instead of just shooting the baby out at once, the contractions serve to stretch the skin. Okay. Okay. So with this here, go in the shower every single day and whether you're stretching your earlobes, which I also have done and now don't wear jewelry anymore because I don't care. I'm not 21. I need to prove how punk I am anyway. So, (laughs) um, but go in the shower every single day, him, and you're going to just pull on it in the warm water and you do that every single day and do that for like months because you are stretching your skin and you can. And especially if you don't want to get a circumcision. Anyone else want to add any thoughts here? I, I was thinking that during their play, uh, she could use her tongue under the foreskin and, and tug that as well. Or, or run her finger underneath, lube it up really well, and then run her finger between the yeah. um, head and the foreskin as part of the, the tugging process. Yeah, make it a... Yeah, do it in a way maybe that's not as clinical as what I described. Maybe a little CBT. <laughs> there we go. CBT. Oh, cock, cock and ball torture. Cock and ball torture. <laughs> I'm like, cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes, it works really <laughs> Makes your dick bigger, thicker. And... and what do you mean by cock and balls torture? Like what? Um... I told you she was vanilla. Isn't it great? Yeah, no, I am. I'm no, so... No, it's great. This is how more people learn. It could right. be tying up the genitals, okay. um, putting clips on them. Um, I know somebody who likes to have a, 
like a brush run over his testicles or his penis depends on how much stimulation you want mm-hmm. um urethral sounding Ooh, what is uh, urethral sounding is it uh, like you're like hello hello and then it, hello. <laughs> and yes, then it echoes down echo there and, yeah. kind of um you take oh, really. a, a metal rod smooth ideally or it can be you know it can be any kind of metal or material i suppose um but you insert it into the urethra and you basically can fuck somebody's urethra. Um, and, oh, wow. And some people use it to widen it, to make it larger. There's a gal who had a video series for a while who would take a glass dildo and shove it inside of her urethra. Holy Was it shit. the amazing tie? It was the amazing tie. Can I high five you? Yeah. There we go. I mean, that sounds pretty amazing (laughs) to be able to do that. Yeah, I remember when their videos first came out and the AVN staff was apparently all, everyone was standing around the TV monitor watching it and the men were all (laughs) wincing. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, man. I think it's cute that they, they didn't get to have any touch for a year they were long distance until a month ago so like mm-hmm. yeah you guys are fucking also at a rate that's not going to be like your normal sustainable rate over time so keep that in mind too yeah um because i lots of lube and lots of lube yeah that's why that exists um all right jen would you like to take on the second sure Hello, I'm a 24-year-old straight cis man who is having trouble controlling spending all my money on escorts. A lot of people tell me, especially men, to just go to a bar and hook up with someone, but I don't want to do that. Here's a handful of reasons why I don't want to, but it's also mainly because I never know how to hook up with anyone. Most of my sexual encounters have been paid for. I paid to lose my virginity. It was awesome. Ever since then, for the past five years, I've been going to sex workers. Lately, I've given up even trying to go out and meet someone because I'd rather just spend money on someone who's down to give me the experience. God bless you. Right? (laughs) Problem is, I feel the urge to see a provider every day, and I could only restrict myself for a couple days before caving in. I don't want to stop seeing escorts. I know there's nothing wrong with the profession, and in fact, I try to be the best supporter I can for sex workers. But how do I gain better self-control? I was going to therapy, but haven't been because i got no cash well you don't have cash because you spent it on the women right i mean and to be fair i mean that's you know one of the things about sex work it still costs money yeah Um, and that's very every day good lord i mean even a good job a hundred couple hundred bucks a day like low end ish might he be a candidate to maybe check out a swingers club or like check out he could Come to Catalyst. Come to Catalyst. Catalyst And (laughs) like, it sounds like he's... Come on Wednesdays. (laughs) Yeah, because people who enter into that space are also looking... I mean, they haven't agreed to anything, but they're looking for that sex. Right. Right. More straightforward than just going to a bar. Well, in a swingers club, the the etiquette's a lot looser too, which is, I think, easier to start with. Mm -hmm. Right. Touch is a lot more freely given and expected. and Mm -hmm. So... Correct me if I'm wrong. I've actually never been to a swingers club and never been to a sex club. I've always wanted to go just out of curiosity, but never, never been able to find anyone to go with me. Let's go. That wouldn't pressure me into like. I won't pressure you. I don't touch anyone. I just sit. I just sit and say hello to people. Now, do they have, um, do they have private rooms at swingers clubs? Like maybe if this guy doesn't feel comfortable, like participating in a group. Yeah. something or other there you can meet someone open you like areas and... where people can watch each other or just watch and um more private rooms with doors that close or curtains at least that pull 
Mm-hmm. I would love to go with you, Jen, because I won't pressure you anything. And I would go with um, where I'm at in my life right now. I'm not looking to meet someone to do that, but I would like to go with uh, boyfriend, but he also gets very uncomfortable with <laughs> just being around people in general. So, um, well, I mean, I I definitely have experienced that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, well, yeah, and also in those settings, it's like the same with dating. You don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to be offensive. We all want to be liked. Um, let's assume that this person can't go to a venue. Um, so I love coffee. I could drink coffee every day, but then I add up how much money I spend on coffee, and I realize I can't. So figure out what your, if you're going to see sex workers because it feels good and it's a comfort and it's a habitual comfort, figure out what in your life you can maybe remove that is a trigger to your stress or anxiety to where you're like, I need this thing. Cause that could be one, that could be one option. It's like, oh, I had a stressful day. I'm going to go smoke weed or I'm going to see a pretty lady, you know, um, like practically try to cut it in half like figure out how much you go and see if you can just cut it in half it's like quitting biting your nails or smoking like man it's I a habit you, you want to change i tell you what if i was a full service provider i would have some sort of punch card <laughs> or something oh my keep, god do you say that back. you say that but you, you never discount. had a punch card 20, for stripping 20 that is true uh-huh. even though that being said you know what if you came in and bought a hundred dances for me i would give you one i'll give you a free, free one <laughs> <laughs> well with a rate like that um uh so this guy it's it's okay what i appreciate if i have regular customers i'm assuming this person sees like a, a multitude because god every day you'd kind of have to mm. but i appreciate when i have regulars whether they're very regular or light regulars and i've had people say this but i don't even consider them regulars but i don't know their habits and they say hey i'm kind of low on cash i'm going to be coming in less so if you don't see me for a while, that's why. I understand that. Yeah, and that's a good that. boundary to set because I will not reach out to contact that person personally. Some people will. Right. Some providers will because it's, you know, part of the hustle and it's not the hustler's job to manage another person's life. But I try to be considerate and give someone space. So if you feel like you would have texts or messages from your providers like, where are you? And that would be a pressure on you maybe tell your favorite ones that you just won't be around and they'll chill out and won't hassle you if that's an issue um, but yeah it's like saving money or anything else it's going to be a little bit of work so with all of those approaches <laughs> anything else you would say to this guy um and i would say that maybe well, no, you know what? I was about to give some bad or misplaced advice because I was about to say, I bet the temptation too might be to, in order to feed your habit to maybe try to start seeking out a cheaper product, mm. you know, and I was going to advise not to do that. Well, yeah, but at maybe. At the same time though, those ladies need to make money too and yeah, might be happy Like charging. go to webcam. Maybe yeah, if, right. if webcam could be a cheaper way to spend 90 minutes and you could still get off and have a good time and contribute to the worker. Or a jack shack or something. Yeah. I mean, aren't those... I those think can those be are... tricky because who knows about the legality and the safety. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but there are some options. Or make it a reward. Yeah. <clears throat> Start setting goals and say, when I achieve these goals, I get to reward myself with a nice date. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. I ate really healthy today. I'm going to have my sugary coffee. <laughs> 
Hey friends, do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us? How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised, or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some Nabalm in your pocket. Nabalm, that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Okay, let's start. Can we can we talk about porn stars in the right wing? Oh yeah. So you had worked at AVN. Yes, I'm still working with AVN. You're still working with so AVN stands for Adult Video News. Mm-hmm. And what do you do for them? Currently, I review videos, and I... You write the reviews now? Oh, I've been doing that (gasps) for about 20 years. Oh, my God. I must have read some of your reviews. I used to read every AVN cover to cover when I worked in a porn shop. You know how it is. You've probably heard that before, because you're bored, so... And you want to know. Yes. Oh, God bless you, too. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've got a new box I need to start (laughs) today, in fact. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So you watch a lot of porn. I watch a lot of porn, and I've been a judge in the Avian Awards for about 20 years. That's Um, so cool. And uh, I process press releases during the day for them. I work with the staff uh, virtually. We all have this one email account that we pull press releases out of, and then we turn them into something people can actually read because unfortunately publicists aren't always <laughs> the most literate very good <laughs> and uh that is what helps helps sustain uh, catalyst in fact is my wow. freelance work that's amazing that's really funny yeah because my my stripping definitely helps sustains this yeah we'll have our hustles for our interests that's right yeah wow okay so um you guys were talking you two were talking earlier uh, about Jen, you'd said it had never occurred to you that porn stars could be Republicans. I know. Um, yeah, funny? It's, it's mind blowing. Well, I, yeah, I, it just never occurred to me. It still surprises me too. And then I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. You'd think that people whose livelihoods are on the line pretty regularly would be a little more sympathetic to the left, but, uh, some of them are not at all Mm -hmm. they're very focused on on money and they feel that trump and the republicans are the ones that are going to make them the most wealthy like jenna jameson jenna jameson is one of them but they also want like i can understand maybe going the libertarian route i don't like john stelliano with evil angel he's very big in the libertarian movement i mean i disagree with a lot of their economic policies Mm -hmm. because you know, we need regulation to keep markets fair, but that's a conversation for like another day. But at least they're not advocate they're not advocating directly against you. Well, and libertarians right, just don't really defend people, except for their own interests, which is like guns. But they're and most their of them are like pro legalization of pro decriminalization, decriminalization. You know, like that's mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, okay, it's not my Yeah, like their social brand, agenda. It's why I was a libertarian for a while. I just yeah. felt that they had their priorities out of order. They wanted to strip all your financial support right. away and then give you freedom. But yeah, socially, I have no problem with them. But the GOP mm-hmm. is directly... Always attacking. I just don't... Well, even though maybe that's good for any... business, because I bet that they are the biggest consumers. I'm sure. Isn't Utah <laughs> the greatest consumer of online porn? It is. I believe. It so, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The louder they cry. What's, have you spoken to some of these people personally? Like, have you oh, heard Evan any Oh, Evan Stone and I exchange um, messages on Facebook pretty frequently. Evan Stone. God, Evan he's Stone. been in porn for how long? 20, oh, 25 years? At least. And I <laughs> and told him Trump... he used to be one of my favorite porn stars. And he's a now, Trump supporter? Big Trump supporter. Really? Wow. Does yeah. he just hate Mexican people? Or does he... <laughs> I haven't figured out what the basis is. Another one, Tony Tedeschi, who isn't um, doing videos anymore, but was uh, very big at the turn of the century, uh, Hmm. is another one that's just, and it's foaming at the mouth, can't really have an argument conversation with them without it turning into some sort of fight. And it's, men are so emotional. And what about, (laughs) what about the women? Like what, are there, are there ladies? Trump supporters? I know there are because the article that was sent to me on Facebook the other day lists some of them. And, you know, Jenna was one of them, of course. Annabelle Peaks. um, Well, Jenna Jameson, I think, has got some problems. She's got a lot of Bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. Bless her heart because I really loved her book. Oh, yeah. We've talked about her. How to Make Love Like a Porn Star. Oh, I see it on Ranker. Um, 14 Porn Stars Who Are Trump Supporters by Ryan Davis. Jenna Jameson. Amy Lindsay, who I am unfamiliar. Oh, she's retired. Okay. She yeah, there aren't Ted a lot Cruz. of. They don't list a lot of people but who yeah, are still working. Yeah, John Jameson seems like she's got. Yeah, she's got some issues there. Like, I just Tila Tequila. That's funny. She's listed as a porn star. I thought that was kind of strange too. Yeah, that's they're reaching. They and needed. Aren't like, they going uh, for Farah Abraham or whatever her name is, who was a oh, reality the teen star? Mom. Yeah. Well, she she fucked James Dean in a porn, right? So now she's oh, a porn. No. star. Oh, that's right. Gabby, yeah, Gabriella Paltrova. Paltrova. Oh, God. I don't know who that is. She's a young hip. I follow her on Instagram. I am unfollowing her. She lists his businessman entrepreneurship as a motivator. Obviously, mm. she doesn't know shit about business because he's a terrible business He's a horrible man. business. He's a great con man. <laughs> yeah. He, he could be a circus barker. To be fair, I appreciate a good con, but not when, you know, a million, the livelihoods and freedom of millions of people are... Billions at, at this point. Well, yeah, yeah, billions. Of them. Yeah. So... Kenna James, I don't know who that is, but I'm glad I don't follow her on Instagram. That sounds like a Republican name. <laughs> Kenna. I'm Kenna. Annabelle Peaks, you're right. I banged my tattooed stepsister in the ass. So she looks like someone <laughs> who would not support Trump because she has tattoos and pink hair. And yeah, she's covered in tattoos. Maybe. Yeah, but you know what? It's the Just bad the... boob job that does it. <laughs> There's some, something in the implants. Well, in you this know picture, what? In this day and age, boobs, tattoos so are so pervasive that you can be basic at heart and still have lots of tattoos now because that's just yeah they just ship know. that way I oh. remember when I got my my one the day after Reagan was reelected and you know <laughs> it was just this scary daring thing that white girls would do once in a while now it's like a rite of passage oh you're 18 and you don't have tattoos I know well, better go get you some that's right, I know, right? so <laughs> what you were saying about the money um what is her name Eva Lovia Mm-hmm. or Ava Lovia. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I hate answering this honestly because it's not a popular vote, but I support Trump because I like my money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to keep it. Flat tax rate sold. Yeah, but that's not what we got. No. Dumbass. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we got a social agenda being promoted by a bunch of evangelicals that don't have anything. in. Well, maybe they have a lot in common with Trump, actually. Yeah. They're all corrupt. But They're I'm all just... full of shit. So what yeah. else? They all want to fuck their daughters? Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> they just want to fuck Trump's daughter. Stepdaughter. Not Tiffany. Poor Tiffany. Oh, my God. Oh. What's up with Tiffany? Well, I think it's because uh, she's from Marla, and he's sort of embarrassed to have been with Marla at this point. Was Marla the one that he ripped her she, hair out and attacked Marla her? Marla was the middle one. Ivanka was the Ivanka's one, the one that she alleged in her biography yes. that he had ripped her hair out during a fight because he was maybe mad was about a bad... tiny hand got caught in her hair. <laughs> That's right. Maybe her ring got caught <laughs> yeah, in her oh, hair. God. He's like a bat. He just <laughs> flew into her hair. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> oh, this is where we are. This is where we are in life. <sighs> well, man, I ran out of questions, but I'm still I'm still looking at this forum about how to stretch your foreskin. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I'm really grateful to forums because I'm not a man and I can't talk to other men and I don't have a penis, so I can't talk to other penises or a penis like you know intimately um there's actually some really funny advice on here you are suffering from a condition called frenulum breve that your frenulum is too short no Fren- frenulum breve that sounds like it's going to be like a, a new coffee. starbucks drink <laughs> <laughs> i told you i liked coffee uh, hi guess you a young american boy english boys would have just texted a friend okay your 12-year-old penis is exactly as it is meant to be. <laughs> Ooh, I have a question about porn. Yes. Okay, so you watch a lot of it. What What do you think are the hallmarks of a good porn? And what? And how has porn changed? Like, are there any big, like, hot trends in porn right oh, now? Oh, God, the trends. Are making, yeah, what's, what are people making right now? Well, Step family. Oh, God, the faux-cest videos. Faux-cest. Um, faux-cest. I wonder why. It's because really it's hot. very common in, for people to have fantasies family. about not my family. Well, it's, I mean, in the, I don't it, even think my parents had those thoughts about each other. <laughs> I can say the same about my parents. Yeah, that's a, I, I don't think my parents, they weren't together that long, but I don't think they liked each other. There's so not anyway. as many parodies coming out, which I admit I'm disappointed in. I love parodies and I love showing them at my parties. You mean like the relax. like Jurassic Pork or yes, like... Yes, the Star Trek ones <laughs> and there's Deadpool and a great Doctor Who one. What? That's yeah. crazy. That's really fun. You kind of have to admire i like the theater the dedication of some of the performers because i think to me to me when we have a three a themed night at the strip club i guess it's a little different because it's like oh you're gonna have this theme night and you have to dress this way no matter what but if you agreed to be in this porn and you probably were like yeah this will be fun this will be funny i get to dress up like scooby-doo or whatever. <laughs> there's a scooby-doo <laughs> porn there is yeah i have it oh of course have you, you do. noticed porn getting okay so as somebody who's involved in the bdsm scene um have you i've one of the things that puts me off um like say when i'm surfing for porn is when it looks like when there's a lot of 
I don't like I really don't like the abuse videos mm-hmm. that look uh where it's not like a role play thing where, where it, it looks it's real. supposed to really look like a right Mm-hmm. Like, or like when the dude will just like or yeah or when the dude will just like haul off and like slap the chick while she's giving him a blowjob i hate that shit um have you seen is that like more, you, still real common or it's is that, less common i'm okay. seeing less face slapping less spitting oh, um, choking and less stuff, choking yeah. it's you know it still happens and sometimes it's very hot to watch mm-hmm. but it, but there uh, needs to be places if, for that because well, that's, that's what you're norm. looking for and it's a niche thing yeah i think kink.com does a good job with it because they do interviews before and after each scene so you get to okay. talk to the participants and find out what they like and what they're oh. what they don't like and then then you have the scene and then at the end they talk again how was that what did you like what did you not like would you do this again hadn't you said that jen that you would feel better if you could see a before and after yeah i mean for sure yeah that's really cool on kink.com kink.com i appreciate that and they have they have a wide variety of sites including some that you would probably not want to uh, spend (laughs) a lot of time at but (laughs) what's the weirdest the weirdest oh god but weird is well subjective. okay weird yeah, no. all right what's what's the, the weirdest what's, the mo- what's extreme what do you what, consider what, the extreme end what of this, of this jen's spectrum? vanilla ass yeah. wants to know what would be the most interesting thing to her but she's the most ashamed to ask for oh well i'll say that <laughs> uh-huh. probably the weirdest thing i've seen other than the salamander video i'm what? not even sure where that one came from what does that mean that was then <laughs> there were fish too oh going in a vagina yeah oh no i feel like that's animal abuse i agree i agree but as far as truly mainstream ish that's been produced was the vomit porn i went through a phase where i was doing a lot of rainbow shower videos and they were is that what that's called it's a rainbow shower shower. well i remember okay i remember being really fucking hungover um very 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 hungover back as he used as many years ago the internet was new and the internet was pretty slow um and had sent me a link to this to two girls one cup and was like and i didn't know what it was oh i had no idea i mean this is you know it's a bar recipe right yeah right well i clicked it took forever to load and i'm just so hungover like sitting uh and then that then I see that. In case nobody like, has seen Two Girls, One Cup, what's Two Girls, One Cup, Jen? Um, it's two cute little Asian girls barfing in each other's mouths. Mm, if I okay. remember right, it's been many, mm. many years. That's the was, only time I've ever seen it. Which was the poop one? <laughs> uh, I thought poop was in Two Girls, One Cup also. I think you might be right. Mm, but I know what you're talking about. It was one of those. I've seen that one too. Am I confusing Two Girls, One Cup now? I don't know. Teresa. I've actually not seen it. Oh, okay. But well, I've you. seen. You know what? Let me Google it right now. Oh God, you do. You that. do because I'm not looking that up on my phone, dude. <laughs> Was it Jam Productions used <sighs> to put out some absolutely crazy videos? They were the ones that had the bukkake videos where the girls had the bibs and the guys would come <laughs> on the bibs and then the girls would put the straws in the bibs and suck oh. up. Yeah, that's... See, I'm like a sympathetic puker. If I smell puke <laughs> or see you puke, I feel like I need to puke too. Um, so. I think there might have been poop. Okay, when I image search two girls, one cup, I get a lot of things that look like they're licking a turd or puking into each other's mouths. So I think there's actually... Maybe there's both. It both. It's both. I only saw the pooping part ever. Okay, well, I feel like I remember immediately start starting as like, 
like the pew so there's an appeal to the japanese audience as well as the german audience that's amazing there you go the access powers why why is it that the only shit vids i've ever seen in dvd form were german made why is that they're in touch with their earthiness (laughs) is it federally (laughs) illegal to like make that i feel like i think that would probably um violate some obscenity standards now whether that would survive a legal challenge i don't know right no one's been what no one's wanted to go up to the bat (laughs) yeah i'm not sure i know that we've had some people in just during the past few years in fact who did get convictions for obscenity and they tended to be some pretty marginally strange um materials either talking about children or probably mm. poop because mm. that freaks people out i mean okay kids that uh, i don't i don't know the details but poop okay i i think that's fucking gross however consensual if you want to poop on someone yeah. and they're okay with it i don't yeah. see the problem in filming it yeah that shouldn't be equated to, just, to unwilling minors it's, yeah, yeah, there's it's, not the same thing. Well, it's yeah. the whole, it's the whole conversation no about a, whether we can do things with our bodies that gross right. other people out or not. It's, it's like sex work in general. The whole question: Why can I do this for free, but I can't do this for you know a paycheck? Mm-hmm. Right. So, Teresa, you're fabulous. Everyone, oh, you. check out Catalyst. And uh, can I mention my book? Please yes. do. Yeah. Please go on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or iTunes and look for Dark Lady's Carnal Archives and Mesmerizing Hate Mail. Oh my oh. God. This like needs another episode. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Mesmerizing Hate Mail. We actually do a portion on this show, a regular segment called Unsolicited Letters, where we just read the things we've received. So Ooh. you understand. Yeah, I do understand. <laughs> Death threats, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayers for your soul prayers for my soul uh, and someone say i just wanted to know when you became possessed <laughs> what did you say i didn't i'm not sure i responded to Word. that one <laughs> yeah oh all right until next time for more strange bedfellows check us out on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind the scenes material and extra content My name is Elle Stanger, and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at stripperwriter. And my name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com. 